So the big question is this. How do young men like us, who didn't listen to society, who are on our own, how do we grow and improve ourselves so that we can live a better tomorrow? That is the question, and this show will give you the answers. My name is James Radzinski, and welcome to The Ascend Momentum Show. Welcome back, everyone. I want to start things off by saying today is another Transurfing Principles episode. So what that means is if you guys haven't heard every for the past six months, so actually six months ago, I found a book called Reality Transurfing, parts one through five by Vadim Zellin. And that book absolutely changed my life. It's all about changing your worldview. And once you can change your worldview, you can change, you can start shaping reality at your will, essentially. And it's a game changer. And this is part five of this Transurfing Principles series. So if you guys haven't heard, I recommend going back and listening to the previous ones. So... With that said, all of the, everything I've said in this in here, so I take notes while I'm reading transurfing. I take notes and write things down in my in my in my notebook. And usually I just copy word for word the exact sentence that he says. And I take a lot of notes. I I go for quantity over quality with my notes for reading. But then Every once in a while, I go back and review my notes, basically, and copy and like rewrite them down in a new, more recent page and find all of the most important points from all my notes. And then I compile them all into Transurfing Principles for you guys. And I want to say everything in here in my notebook most of these notes are exact copy from his text so not my words a lot of the stuff is his words but then i will speak i'll say the thing and then i will speak upon it with my own words and i'm brand new like i'm six six months ago i started studying this book so i'm learning just as you guys are so I do not know everything and I could get a lot of, th I could get some things wrong. So I'm learning and the way this will work is I'm just going to read the principle. I'm just going to read the sentence that I wrote down and then I'll talk on it. So with everything said, let's get right into the episode. Learn to distinguish between the things that are yours and things that are meant for someone else. Okay, so this goes along with many things. The original, ex the original, like description or example he gave was shopping for clothes. So you've probably had this experience where you find clothes and they are like the perfect style, perfect in fashion, but they just do not look good on you. Or you see other people where they just don't look good on, but they're the perfect like fashion. And they're like in fashion, but it just doesn't look good on that person. And that's because those clothes just are not meant for that person. And so you should learn to distinguish between the things that are meant for you and for someone else. And the way you do that is by listening to the dictates of your heart. So you basically listen to what your heart has to say. And many, most people actually don't do this. Me included, I still... I'm having trouble doing this where you simply just like quiet the mind and then make your decision. So you make your decision. I will get this shirt. You imagine yourself making that decision and then you quiet the mind and then listen to your inner feeling of peace or tension. If you feel an inner tension, then you should not get that shirt. It's not for you. Your heart is saying no. And if you feel inner peace, then get it. But if you feel nothing, that does not necessarily mean peace. It does not necessarily mean good. It just means that 
the heart doesn't have an opinion, which means the heart always knows what it does not want, but it doesn't necessarily know what it wants always. So, and then he went on to explain that that doesn't just work for clothes. It works for everything, especially like it also works for getting your own goals. So you, you search, you just live life with conscious awareness, filtering all information that passes through your mind through the lens of will this like will this make my life feel like a holiday and then if once you find something that you're very excited about that's your goal that's your innermost goal and then once you have defined that goal and then realize that it is yours and your heart loves it and once you define that then you find the path towards it which is your door and then you basically do the same process you try and just live life and then keep visualizing that that goal as if it has already been achieved and then feel those emotions associated with it and then just keep walking forward and then eventually the door will open up and it will be your door let your heart decide that's all about choosing things that are your own the heart always knows exactly what it does not want i already said that if you have to persuade yourself to have something, it is not yours. That is huge. So there is tension between the heart and the mind a lot of the times. So when your mind is using logical reasoning to get something, but your heart, but you still have to persuade yourself. So if your mind has to use logical reasoning to get it, then that means the heart probably does not want it. Because if you saw something and instantly knew right away that you liked it, you would just get it and you wouldn't need to like use logic or reasoning to get it. You would probably use logic and reasoning after the fact to explain to your family or friends. If you define a goal that is meant for you and strive for it, rather than focusing on money, the resources will come to you in great abundance of their own accord. That is huge. So when I first, a couple of months ago, I was really focused on money and I wasn't really getting it anywhere. And money is just the pendulum's payment. So the money, like no one really wants money. The money is the mind's tool. So your mind cares about money. Like your mind can comprehend like, abstract ideas. So your mind can comprehend the fact that you can pay $500,000 for a Lamborghini. Your mind can comprehend the fact that you can trade $500,000 for a car. The heart does not know that. The heart doesn't know what money is. The heart does not want money. The heart, all, all the heart sees in money is just its physical form. Like it's just paper. It's worthless. Money is only worth for us because of what its perceived value is. Like money is only worth to us because we know that it's like a means of trading. So don't try and get the money. Don't focus on getting money because your heart does not want that. Like you li you come to this life, you come to this world, not for money. Like money is just paper. You throw away paper every day. It's worthless. You come to this life to live how you want. Like you come to this life to buy your own private island. You come to this life to go fly to, you come to this life to travel. Like, yes, money can buy that stuff, but that's, you don't care about, like money is just a, money is not even a means. It just comes to you as you create your path towards the goal. Forget about strict planning. Go with the alternatives flow. Okay, this is something that's very important. When you plan for things, this is what I did. Um, I actually did this recently. So a couple of weeks ago, I, I hadn't, for the majority of the time of me podcasting, for probably a good at least 20 to 30 episodes, I hadn't looked at the analytics. So I created, my mind created a plan, a strict plan. I will check the analytics in September and I will have a lot of viewers 
That was my mind's plan. And then once I have a lot of viewers, I created a whole elaborate plan on offering a coaching service, charging $100 an hour, and then doing five clients, and then creating a product. And then I, like, I went on this with whole elaborate plan that my mind created. But that's just strict planning. And in order to do that, my mind had to visualize all of the possible failures, all the different outcomes. Like the mind cannot, like it's impossible for the mind to conceive the pot, like the correct path forward or the most optimal path forward. Like the world always takes the path of least resistance. And that is like nature always takes they tries to use the least amount of energy possible. That's why we walk on our feet and not our ears. That's what, that's the, the example that he gave in the book. And it's all about going with the flow. So the world knows the best path forward. So if you place your order of, let's say for me, I want to, I'm, my order is to move to Hawaii. I place my order and then forget about the strict planning Forget about me placing every single step in advance. Go with the alternative flow. Go with the flow because the world knows the most least resistant, the most energy efficient path forward. And the world will present that path. As long as you take it and go with the flow, you'll be good. Life can be a holiday if you allow it to be. That is all about freedom of choice. You simply choose for life to be a holiday. And to be honest, I don't think I have I have chosen that yet because life feels good, but it doesn't feel like amazing every day. It feels good every day, but I still I I don't know if I am there yet. The secret to success lies in freeing yourself from pendulums and going your own way. So there's this little known secret and it's, you have the freedom of choice. And what that means is you can basically choose where you end up in life. So you can choose to be living in Hawaii, or you can choose to live in like a dump, basically. Like you choose exactly like, Everyone can choose exactly where they are and you get what you choose. So where everyone is right now, it's because they chose that spot. And you basically, you lose the freedom of choice. You like, you forget or you kind of don't have the freedom of choice once you're under the influence of pendulums. So pendulums basically are, information like energetic structures that are formed when multiple people think of the same thing and then that thing turns into its own uh independent energetic structure it's invisible but it can actually like capture adherence like capture people and put them under its will so when that happens that person that adherent is actually loses their freedom of choice and actually acts in favor of the pendulum and not themselves. So if the secret to success lies in freeing yourself from pendulums, which allows you to act for act of your own accord instead of for the pendulum and go in your own path, go in your own way. Each individual has their own path and that is like their people have their own star sector. That's what, that's the thing that he used in transurfing. Your star sector is basically where you're the pendulum's favorite. And it's kind of like all the athletes, like a lot of the most famous athletes, like Messi, Michael Jordan, um, LeBron James, like all of these famous athletes are in their own, they're taking their own path and they have their own sector. They're living out their own star sector and the pendulum of like the NBA and the pendulum of soccer They're their favorite now because they light them up. When a person walks through the right goal along the path that is meant for them, everything turns out favorably. So that is all about the world taking the path of least resistance, like the path of the least energy expenditure possible. 
it all, the world always tries to use the least amount of energy. It never wastes energy. Nature never wastes energy. And so when you walk through the, your own goal, so when you are walking through the goal that is meant for you, through the means that is meant for you, so you're taking the path that was meant for you, then everything will turn out favorably because nature always never nature never wastes energy so it will take you to your goal in the least like energy expenditure possible so the quickest way like the best way possible most efficient way possible happiness is not out there just ahead of you it is either in your okay it is either in your current lifeline right now or it is not there at all that is one of the phallus, like one of the myths that Adam Zellin debunked. And a lot of people folk, like a lot of people are striving for happiness and they're like, if I can get this, I'll be happy. Like I'm working for happiness in the future. And that's what he said. If you're not happy right now, it's, you're not happy at all. And you won't be it. Happiness is only like in your current life right now, or it's not there at all. And happiness is what you experience on the journey towards your own goal and on the path through your own door. And that's what happiness is. Your goal makes you feel deeply fulfilled and gives you a sense of the real joy in life. So that is like, it just makes sense because if you're chasing after someone else's goal or you're under the pendulum sway and you are doing like things that are not meant for you, you're not going to be as happy. And I think that's, I think maybe I like in reflection, I don't feel deeply fulfilled yet. And I don't feel the real sense of joy in life yet. And I'm kind of attaching it to things that are going to happen in the future. Like in the future, in like five days, I will get this CD player that I've been talking about for, it's called the gateway, wave one of the gateway experience or the gateway process. And, and I was attaching, once I get that, I'll be better off. And then I was also attaching it to once I start these new books that on this reading list that I found then I'll be happier. But it's either where I'm at right now or it's not there at all. So I don't know. That's something that I have to be reflective about over the following days and weeks and months. You live for yourself and do not owe anyone anything. That is huge. Live for yourself. Like you're, you were born, you were given this gift of life. Like, that's an amazing gift. Bef like, you didn't ask for it. You're just given it as a gift. Like, you were, were here, not of your own accord. You were just given it to you as a gift. And the greatest gift is that it, like, the gift of life, plus the fact that you are here to live for yourself. Like, you do not have to live for anyone else. You don't owe anyone else anything. That That's one of the things that I've been reminding myself uh, in the past, I don't owe anyone anything. Like I don't have to justify my actions. I don't have to do anything for anyone. Like you are just living for yourself and that everyone is. It's all about life. Do not try to evaluate how realistically achievable the goal is or calculate in advance the ways and means to achieve the goal. Okay, so this is all the process of the mind. The mind always tries to tries to have control over things and it tries to evaluate if that goal is really realistic. But you've been listening to the, your mind all of your life and it's gotten you nowhere. So drop that and stop trying to figure out if it's realistic or not. And then also, if you try to figure out in advance all the ways to achieve the goal, you're also in advance calculating all the ways of failure. And that is you like exert, like that's you sending thought energy. Like you're thinking of thought, you're 
producing thought energy that attunes to failure lifeline, like lifelines where you're failing. No goal is ever reached by obvious means. That is all about the world knows the correct, the most optimal path forward and your mind cannot know like the right way forward. The only 100% guarantee of reaching a goal is if it is really your innermost goal and you head towards it through your door. That is huge. He actually said the only thing that is truly important in life is defining your innermost goal and going through your own door. That is like the fact that you can 100% guarantee the fact of, of success is crazy. Most people don't even think it's possible to to like become a millionaire like for themselves. But if you can define your own goal and find it your own door, that is a guarantee. Like that is crazy to think about. Like that's powerful. Settle on one main goal. Achieve that goal and the fulfillment of all your other desires will follow on behind. That's one of the things that I had. So if you define multiple goals and you have multiple goals, then you're spreading yourself too thin. And it's like you're trying to swim in multiple directions at once. And like that's impossible. In a swimming pool, if you try to swim in four different ways at once, like you're not going to go anywhere. You can only go one direction at once. And it's the same thing with goals. Like you achieve one main goal or settle on one main goal. So if you have a multiple of different goals, just settle on one. So for example, for me, I had going to Florida for Funnel Hacking Live. And then I also had getting a MacBook Air. And then I also had um, moving to Hawaii. So those are three different goals. The first two, they're like decent. But the third one is like the main goal. That is the main goal. That's like the end goal. But plus, both of those two things can are just desires that can be fulfilled along the way of striving towards my main goal of, of going to, moving to Hawaii. And all those desires, will. it's kind of like the money thing. So when you focus on your goal, the path towards your goal, money will follow along of its own accord in great abundance. It's just like all of your other desires will be fulfilled along the way. It is the task of the mind to process all external information as well as listen to the inner voice. All right, so I read this book six months ago for the first time. And then I read it over the past couple months for the second time. And I'm halfway done with it now. Transurfing, you know I'm talking about. And I was always like thinking of the concept of the heart and mind. And I never could really wrap my head around it until I read this quick read. It's like 40 to 30 to 40 pages long. And it's called The Analysis and Assessment of the Gateway Process. And it's a declassified CIA document. And in that literally the first paragraph of content there's like an introduction paragraph but like the first paragraph is called hypnosis and it's not talking about like the main like hypnosis with the black and white spiral where you stare into it no it's it's talking about it's talking about it explained the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere of your brain so you basically have a left brain and a right brain like everyone knows like this is facts in the left side is is main goal like its task its job is to do a logical reasoning like calculations and perceiving like interpreting external information so that's the left side and in transurfing terms that's the mind that's what the mind is called and then the right side is listens to everything the mind says with no, like it just takes everything the mind says as is, like 100%. And then it also feels things and it knows things and it is in charge of the emotions. So that's the right side. And in transurfing terms, that's the heart and the inner voice is what is called, that's what it's called. 
And so this quote, it is the task of the mind to process all external information. That's scientific. That is true. And then it also said, as well as listen to the inner voice. That is also scientific because you have the right side of your brain that most of the time the left side ignores. But what transurfing teaches is to have your left side actually listen to the right side because the right side actually knows things. It actually knows a lot more than the brain. It's just the brain, the brain has a, or the mind, the left side has a huge ego and it doesn't like to listen to the heart. When looking for your innermost goal, do not worry about it. Wait and observe. So do not worry about it, but also, so, and then there's a semicolon, wait and observe. Just wait and observe for it. Don't worry. And do not set any particular time scale. So when you are, when you are at the stage where you are, you're trying to find your innermost goal, you should be following the transurfing principles impeccably, most notably, most importantly, conscious awareness. So be awake while, like at all times. Always filter information through your brain under the lens of, will this m make my life feel like a constant holiday? And then just wait and observe. Just keep observing things. Do not worry about finding your goal. Just sit there, observe, and then go on with your life and just observe and always be conscious and just wait for the moment. And do not set any particular time scale. So don't say, I will find my goal by next week. Or don't say that because it can take days or it can take months. Who knows? The only thing in life that is genuinely important is the process of defining your own goal and finding your own door. I touched on that earlier. That is like he said, that's the only thing that's important. So just don't take a, don't set a time scale because this is the most important thing of your life. That's what he's saying. Just have patience. All you have to do is follow the path without succumbing to pendulums and sooner or later you will achieve huge success. So that goes along with the only guarantee, 100% guarantee of success is going through your own goal and own door. Choosing your goal and door can take months. During this process, follow transurfing impeccably especially conscious awareness. I already said this, but that he said that a lot of the stuff that I say in my podcast and like on here is just me like saying the exact same thing that I read in books or just reworded. Like most of my knowledge came from books. Allow yourself to make mistakes. That is huge. No one's perfect. And Everyone makes mistakes, especially if you are like striving for greatness. Like people, m people don't make mistakes if they don't have big goals. Like if they don't have goals and they're just kind of sleeping around living life, like not even living life, just asleep all the time. And they're kind of just like zombies. They don't make mistakes, but if you have a big goal and you have huge aspirations and you're going for things, you have, you will make mistakes. Excuse me. You will make mistakes, but that's just part of the process. And all my life I've heard quotes of mistakes lead to success or uh, success follows failure or like all this stuff. But I mean, now I'm just starting to think like, yeah, mistakes, whatever. That's just part of the journey. It's just a stump on the road. Listen to the rustle of the morning stars and not your mind. That is all about listening to the heart because the heart knows things. The mind does not know all that it thinks it knows. Do not think about problems that have not happened yet. That's huge. If a problem didn't even happen yet, just don't even think about it. Obviously, prepare for potential problems, but if a problem has not arised and you it doesn't ha like it's not 100% gonna and you can't like prepare for it don't think about it because all you're doing is radiating thought energy of that problem and then it will happen or you're just wasting your own time and you're just wasting your energy on that 
You cannot convince yourself to believe anything. That is like, while I was reading Transurfing, a lot of that stuff, like for the first time, especially a lot of the stuff in Transurfing is really hard to grasp and it's hard for the mind to like believe it. And you cannot convince your mind. Like your mind may go along with the, the part. It may play the part, but deep down it knows that it's not true. So what you have to do is take in that new information and then look for proof, like show the mind proof. So you basically apply the transurfing principles in real life and then show the mind proof that it actually works. Like that's, it's, it takes a, a decent amount of time and I'm still working on it after six months, but it, it's worth it. Let me get some water. Give yourself per permission not to be perfect and to make mistakes. That's huge because whenever you are pressuring yourself to be perfect, you you carry around a lot of extra excess baggage and you're kind of like holding yourself up to an unachievable standard and it's just wasting a lot of energy. You're you're creating a lot of excess potential and you're wasting energy. So if you just allow yourself to permission, if you give yourself permission to not be perfect and to make mistakes, that's, that's huge because it'll, it's like lifting a weight off of your chest. No one is immune to misfortune. Never put all your eggs in one basket. Okay, well, I skipped never put all your eggs. Let's focus on never put all of your eggs in one basket. So when you put all your eggs in one basket, you're creating huge amounts of excess potential and you're destroying the balance. This is what I was thinking of doing over summer. I was thinking, I'm going to drop out. That's me putting all of my eggs into one basket of my business. And that's bad. Don't do that. It destroys balance. Slowly but surely transfer and like, like the world will seamlessly help you switch paths. No one is immune to misfortune. So misfortune will come. No one's immune to it. And it's those who interpret it as good that are successful. And those who perceive it as bad are not successful. Take joy in the moment now in the firm knowledge that tomorrow new achievements will be made. And then the, I want, the next one goes along with this. Today is better than yesterday and tomorrow will be better than today. That is like all about, that's like transferring. And also that is self-improvement. When you first start, you're starting at rock bottom. And then every single day, it gets a little incrementally better. So if you take joy in the firm knowledge, it, you take joy in the moment now with the firm knowledge that tomorrow new achievements will made or tomorrow will be better than today. Just take joy in the moment now because tomorrow's going to be better today. And then t the t next day will be better than tomorrow. Every single day gets better and better and better. If you let it, if you let it, that's all about the pessimist versus optimist. The, uh, the pessimist every single day gets worse and worse and worse. And it's a downhill spiral, but the optimist every single day gets better and better and better. And then it's an upward spiral. Do not worry about the future. Live in the present. That kind of goes hand in hand with do not think about problems that have not happened yet but also live in the present. Like you're living now. You're not living in the future. You're living now. So live in the present. Greet every setback with joyful surprise rather than annoyance. Apparent setbacks are the work of outer intention that makes, that moves us towards our goals in unforeseen ways. Yeah, that's, that goes along with the world takes the uh, nature never wastes energy. So when you set out towards a goal, nature will help you along 
in ways that you will not have foreseen because your brain can, your mind cannot know everything. And apparent setbacks that you think is a setback is the work of outer intention helping you along towards your goal. So if you think that setback is a setback and you think it's bad and negative, well then outer intention will help you move away from your goal. But if you think it's positive, just like it is, then it will help you move towards your goal. Relying on other people's decisions, you place your destiny in their hands. Okay, that goes along with pendulums. So when you're an adherent to pendulums and you're living under the pendulum's will, then you're basically not living for yourself. You're living for the pendulum, basically. And it has control over you and it controls you and you act in such a way that it benefits the pendulum and not you. And so when you rely on other people's decisions, well then you're basically saying, Oh, okay, here, make this decision for me. So you're putting your destiny in their hands. So make your own decisions, detach yourself, act in a manner that is both emotionally detached at the same time consciously aware. Okay. This is all about transurfing. I'm saying this about a lot of things, but when you're detached and you're empty, you have no importance. That means that pendulums cannot hook onto you and you're living for yourself. But then, so that means you're emotionally detached. And then when you're also consciously aware, you're aware of the game and then you're aware that you can control reality. You can shape reality to your will. And it's, if you've had, if you've ever had a lucid dream, it's basically when you are dreaming at nighttime and you kind of wake up in the dream and you realize it's a dream. You're like, Oh, this is a dream. And then you realize you can do whatever you want in the dream. That's kind of like, that's basically transurfing. When you wake up in real life, then you realize that you, you realize the rules of the game and you can actually shape it how you want. Now, real life is, does not move as fast as dreaming. Dreaming, everything materializes instantly. But so dreaming is like a little paper boat. That's the metaphor he gives in the book. But uh, material reality, waking reality, is like a frigate. It's like a big ship instead of a little tiny paper boat. So the wind won't be able to blow the big ship as easily as it will be able to blow the tiny little boat. And also, uh, material reality is like inert. It's inert, like tar. So tar doesn't move so quick. And so that's why material realization takes a little bit longer than in real life than it does in dreaming. Even your own door can slam shut if you have attributed something importance. So importance basically throws you off course. It destroys balance and it generates uh, balancing forces which strive to reduce your impact on the world, influence on the world. And when you have attributed something importance, your own door can seemingly slam shut because you're kind of like destroying, you're destroying the balance and it's kind of like you're slapping your hands about in the water. Everyone makes mistakes. The um, important thing is not to fall in despair or criticize yourself too harshly. That is huge. So a lot of people have a tendency after they make a mistake to just absolutely become depressed. And they're like, oh my gosh, that was like, I'm they realize they made a mistake and they're just thinking to themselves that they're a failure and they have nothing and they're terrible. Like everyone makes mistakes. So it's those who do not fall into fear or despair or criticize themselves too harshly that actually 
like stand back up from the the failure and gain success quicker. True success grows from the ruins of past failures. That is all about like if you fall into despair and criticize yourself too harshly, well then you're not going to grow true success because you're too busy moping around feeling terrible. But if you quickly get back up, pat yourself like rub like the dust get the dust off your sh- your shoulders then true success grows right after that cuz you were just in the ruins of past failure and then true success grows from that anyone who ever tries to achieve something will have times when they make mistakes so that he also talked about how most people act like robots. They don't have any direction in their life. They don't have any goals. And so they're not striving for anything. So they don't make mistakes. But you, since you have direction and you have goals, you're striving for something. So you surely will make mistakes because you're going for something big. And so whenever you're trying to achieve something, you will have times when you make mistakes. That's just normal. That's part of the game. No one else can do this for you. Like this is all you. That he's talking I'm I don't know exactly what he's talking about, but I think he's like this refers to everything in transurfing. Like transurfing is you. Like you have to do it for yourself. You're the only one who can do transurfing. But also, I just was reading and listening to the gateway process, like the tapes and it's like a meditation CD that helps you get into deep meditation, like self-discovery, and you discover more in that meditation. And they were talking about how no one can do this for you. You have to have a level of self-discipline. Like, yes, the tapes help you get there, like the audio sound waves help you get there, but you still have to do it yourself. You still have to have a level of self-control, self-discipline to be able to get yourself into that meditative state. That's all, like... No one, no one can prevent you from achieving your goals except for yourself. You, you have to do this for yourself and no one can, no one can get you to your goals either. It's all yourself. You have to do it yourself. Do not give into the influence of others. Believe in yourself. Follow your heart. Giving into the influence of others, you place your, your destiny into their hands and you start to live under their will. It's just a pendulum. Believe in yourself and follow your heart. That is like, you're here to live for yourself. All of these concepts are interconnected. In order to indulge in freedom of choice, you have to free yourself from the influence of pendulums. I already talked about that. To practice transurfing effectively, you have to be in a good state of health and have a relatively powerful energy field. Okay. This is huge. So when I was first getting into self-improvement, I was focusing on all health, only focusing on health. And yes, that helped a lot. That increased my energy. And then I started getting into business. And then I also started getting into transurfing and worldview. And then in my transurfing, I realized that I did good because I focused on my health. So now I'm a more effective transurfer. But there's this whole other side to energy. Like you're, you, there's a whole other side to health and it's all about free energy. So you have two forms of energy, physiological energy, which is from like the digestive system. It's like calories and then you restore it when you sleep. And then there's also free energy and that's, it comes from the infinite cosmic energy. And it basically is surrounds us infinitely. So there's infinite amounts all throughout us. And depending on how much we have, um, or depending on how much free energy flows through our bodies is dependent on the width of our meridians. So there are two main central meridians in our body. So they both go up and down. So one goes up and one goes down in your spine. So right, right behind your spine, one goes up and then one goes down. And those are the two central meridians. So it goes from from the sky through your head, down your spine, out your butt, and then up your butt, 
through your spine, out your head to the sky. And that is the two main meridians. And then however much energy you can basically free flow freely from the cosmic energy depends on the width of those meridians. And so the, the wider the meridians, the greater a person's energy levels will be. Human energy levels are closely linked to the condition of the body's muscles. So that is all about, so whenever you're tense, you're kind of restricting the flow of energy. And the next one is muscle tension hinders the normal flow of invisible energy currents. So throughout our body, like I said, we have meridians, invisible energy currents. And whenever you're tensing your muscles, then it hinders that energy flow. And that is all about stress. So whenever you're stressed, you're tensing your muscles and in turn you lose like energy. You're basically blocking energy. Muscle tension hinders. Oh wait, I already read that. You can never have too much energy. Never, ever, ever have too much energy. And right now I don't have enough. I want more. I want more energy. Always strive to have more energy. Physiological energy alone is not enough to support high levels of vitality. So that is kind of, so my, my mom actually met this like 90 year old woman who is part of a study um, about aging and how she's a super ager. And basically she doesn't age as, as like fast as other people do. And you can tell by her like physical appearance, she does not look 90. And my mom asked her, she said, the, the, like, she doesn't attribute all of her success to diet. She attributes all of her success to constantly learning more. And then I talked to my friend. He also said that she lived a stress-free life, like not necessarily stress-free, but you can still have a stressful life, but it's how you actually interpret that and how you actually keep it in. So you can experience an extremely stressful environment, but completely remain indifferent to it. And as a, as a result, you're not stressed. And so that means that your energy has more. So the more energy or the more stress you have, the quicker you age, I think. This is like the connection that I made with this experience that my mom told me about. And it's basically, if you like, if you can reduce stress, and like have no stress, then you'll have higher levels of energy because stress just hinders your energy flow. And as a result, you age quicker. I think I, I, I made that conclusion, but I don't know if it's true. A person's energy levels are severely reduced when the body experiences high levels of stress. Just what I said. To eliminate mental tension, it is essential and sufficient for importance to be dropped. So whenever you have stress, just figure out where you're placing too much importance, placing too much meaning on things, and just drop it. Stress is a consequence of importance. Stress can be instantly relieved by reducing importance. Attributing something inflated meaning will always work against you. That is... Okay. In the, when I first started reading Transurfing, I was thinking, okay, I'll maybe I'll uh, maybe it's okay that I attribute this thing extra meaning. No, it's okay to mess up time to time, but do not consciously, knowingly, willingly place excess importance onto anything because it always ends up against you. It always hurts you. Wake up and reduce importance. A lot of a lot of the things that I write in my notebook are like repeated. Like if you guys have realized throughout the all of these five episodes of Transurfing Principles, many things are just simply repeated. And he, it's because Vadim Zellin actually repeats a lot of things in his books, whether it's exact repeated like phrases or 
repeated concepts and ideas just reworded differently. And he repeats everything constantly throughout the book. And it's because he's nailing everything and just making sure that the person knows exactly like these are the, these are the principles and these are what's important. I think he does it on purpose. This next one is very important, but I'm going to read it. Once I go back, I'm going to go run to the bathroom because I, I ate a lot of watermelon right before this. So I'll be back. Okay. I'm back. Sorry for that interruption. I try to limit bathroom breaks in, in the middle of podcast, but Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. But then this next one, when you dive straight in and do not assume that you must first try to do something before it will work, you will be able to do it first try and no need for practice. This, okay, let me tell a quick story. So I, in gym class, I, I'm in this class called Adventure Ed and I took it last year as well. And in the first unit, we go through this unit and we have a pool at our school and we also have kayaks. So there's this unit is a kayaking unit and we basically kayak in the pool. Sounds dumb, but it's actually a lot of fun. But basically we do like, we learn a lot of the kayaking skills, like flipping over, getting out of the kayak, doing like many different things. And the one thing is there's this one skill where you flip over near the edge, like the ledge of the pool, so you can hold on to the pool. You flip over and then basically pull yourself back up. And the first time I did it, I was like, oh, this is weird. And I tried to like, I tried to think about how to do it. I was trying to think. And then I failed. I, mi- I miserably failed. And then I tried again. I couldn't do it. And then we finished that unit and then I went through that whole year. And then now this year, this new brand new school year, I'm taking that same class again. And a couple of weeks ago, I actually did that skill again. And I didn't think this time, I just simply dove straight into it. I just did it. And then I actually was able to do it. And it's because I didn't think about whether I could do it or not. I just did it. I dove straight into it and I didn't need to practice it. And now the argument could be made that I had practiced it two times before last semester. But I think that if I, I still think that if I would have thought about how to do it and then like tried to figure out how to do it, I would have not been so successful. And I don't know. But that's one story. Basically, don't try and think. Like, it kind of makes sense, too. Like, don't try and think how to do something because the mind doesn't even know how to, the mind doesn't even know what it's doing. So don't try and think. Like, when you're trying to ride a bicycle, you're not thinking, oh, I have to balance, I have to make sure my equilibrium, I like, you're not thinking how to do it. You just do it. You just dive straight in and do it. And the thing is, when pe- when kids are first learning how to ride a bicycle, like when they first take off the balancing trainers, like the extra wheels, they start thinking about how they're going to do it. And so they end up failing and they end up having to practice it until eventually the mind releases its grip and it like lets loose for a moment and then you actually do it. And then the mind is like, oh, it's possible. I don't know how it happened, but I'm just going to accept the fact that it happened. And then the mind just always releases its grip for that thing. And then you're able to do it now. So it's the same thing with riding a bicycle. You can develop and maintain healthy energy levels by regularly practicing the meridian exercise. So it's all about running your fountains is what they're called. So in those meridians, the central meridians up and down your spine, if you run the energy up all the way up your spine and then shoot it into the sky and make it disperse into a fountain shape around your body and then do the same thing on the the other meridian where it goes down your spine down to the floor and then it disperses in the opposite fountain shape up to your and then they both both fountains combine in the center of your body and then you're in a sphere so that basically is the the meridian exercise you can develop and maintain healthy energy levels by regularly practicing that. And it's all about visualization.
Like you simply just got to visualize it. And high energy levels depend on the width of the meridians. We already said that. And that is just another repeat because it's important. Activate your fountains when lifting weights. So when you're lifting weights and you're doing the concentric or no, the eccentric, I think the eccentric is where you're going, going down. And it's like when you're retracting. So when you're going down, let's just use bench pressing, benching as an example. So when you push up, focus on your muscles, like focus on the feeling of your chest when you're pushing out. And then when you're bringing it back, activate your fountains. And then when you're pushing out, focus on the chest and then bring it back, activate your fountains, focus on the fountains. And that's a very good strategy for when you're lifting weights and training your energy is just like training muscles. Like if you train your energy a lot one day, you're going to be like sore and low energy the next day. So you, you just take it, take it over time. You, you stimulate the strength of the meridians just by giving them your attention. So simply by like visualizing or imagining your meridians, you stimulate the strength. So you increase the strength simply by focusing on them. Like just by thinking about them, you like increase their strength. The higher your energy levels, the better people treat you. So this is one thing that I found. I, increase my energy levels over summer and then people started treating me a lot better and this is it's just because i have higher energy levels so my fountains are basically overflowing with energy now i actually am just using this as an example i'm not actually i don't think my fountains are actually overflowing with energy yet but so when your fountains overflow with energy people can actually like take in that energy and they like treat you better as a result because you're basically giving them energy and it's not like as bad as it is with pendulums. It's not actually bad. Like it's, you're benefiting a lot more from that loss energy than you would be otherwise. The power of outer intention is proportional to your energy levels. So when you have higher energy levels, you're basically your thought energy is way more powerful. It just makes sense because when you you take in the free energy that this is how the way the this is how it works you take in free energy you cannot accumulate it you simply just take it in through your meridians and then that that energy gets transformed or it it gets uh like coded so it gets programmed into the frequency of your thought energy. So you're taking in that energy from the, the cosmic, the cosmos, and then you program that energy to your thoughts. Like whatever your thoughts are attuned to, you program it to that. And then you disper like you send out that thought energy into the universe. So if you have higher, if you have stronger energy levels, then you'll have stronger, like, thoughts because that energy the stronger energy levels gets programmed into like what it gets sent out into the world and that's outer intention do not try to change others but do not try to change yourself either that is like that's a big rule to follow don't try like don't change yourself that's all about transferring is not to change yourself because a lot of he said in, right off the bat in the beginning a lot of self-help books preach to change yourself like try like change yourself before you can succeed you have to change yourself before you can succeed but it's all about being true to yourself and but don't try and change others either because they're not going to appreciate that but it's also not going to work people are so consumed with what they want to get from others that they do not bother to find out what these other people want that's like in conversation if you can be consumed about their wants and not your own wants simply by the fact of you letting go of your wants and you fulfilling their wants it's like outer intention they if you fulfill their 
intentions, then the very thing you gave up, you will receive. So some way or another, you will get your own intentions. Like they will be extremely grateful towards your goodwill because no one ever thinks about other people's desires and wants. And in conversation, if you can focus on this other person's desires and wants, that's a huge like thing to do. So that's that's end of the fifth episode of Transurfing Principles. And I still have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I still have eight more pages of review notes. So I definitely will be posting another Transurfing Principles episode soon because I have eight more pages of notes to talk about. And today we only talked about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So basically tomorrow will be, or not tomorrow, tomorrow's episode is not going to be principles, but soon another Transurfing Principles episode should arise, should come up. So look out for that. To wrap things up, don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the Ascend Momentum Show. But before you guys leave, make sure to remember the Eagles.